0: Hey guys, this is Sean Waller, also known as Showing Your Realty. Continue to educate yourself because this business is always evolving. Just continue to learn. With it, talk to you guys later. Where's my guy Lou at?
1: Oh, there he is. You can hear me? I can. Let me put my camera on. Uh, start video. Hey, go?
0: what's going on, my brother? All right. The camera. All right. How are you? <laughs> the camera good looks to good, bro.
1: Good to be here with you.
0: Same here. Nothing man. Much, Listen, man. I said, How I are you? you? I had to catch you, catch you early. I'm going to start calling you Podcast Lou going forward.
1: Man, I'm telling you, you want to know something and no bullshit, this is, um, I think this is my third one this week. This week? Yeah, I did one with Handsome Homebuyer like uh, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Then I did one with Eric Braun. And then like this week I did, this is my third one. Wow. That's dope. Yeah, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun, but you know what? I'm starting to get a little tired of myself, right? (laughs) You
0: You never get tired of yourself, man. That means everyone's enjoying what you're putting out. Enjoying. Um, enjoying Yeah, I'd
1: like to think so. I'd like to think so. And that's cool, too. You know what? Um, It wasn't always like that, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It was like I had a lot of times where I couldn't get anybody to pick up the phone if I called. And so it's a blessing. You
0: know, it's all good. Which is it's like the power of social media. So that's that's actually one of the uh, the questions that I have for you. But before we even get into that, let's introduce yeah. everyone in my sphere or my you know, little audience about Lou Soriano. All right.
1: <laughs> so um my introduction, what you want to know about me. Yes, sir. Is uh okay, gotcha. Now I got gotcha. you. All right. So Lou Soriano, CFP. I'm a certified financial planner. Um I wasn't always a certified financial planner. I started out actually as a engineer, biomedical engineer. I worked in the healthcare uh, industry for a long time. Uh, And I kind of always had an interest in finance though. Um, So I slowly transitioned from, you know, the engineering or the technical field into finance. And I'd be remiss, and somebody reminded me of saying this the last time they asked me to introduce myself. I went into this whole rap about how I became a financial planner, and I didn't say, "Hey, I'm married to my wife, my high school sweetheart for sounds like the wife said that years, <laughs> kids together. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm gonna give you a second chance to introduce yourself. So I'm thinking about that now as I'm as I'm speaking. But uh, so my personal life, yeah, it's, that's been very consistent. My professional life, that's changed over the, over the years. But, um, you know, I'm very happy uh, doing what I do. I like helping people. And uh, on the financial planning side, I mostly focus on tax and investments. And by investments, I mean, like, portfolio planning um, for retirement and, and things along those lines.
0: Okay which is cool. So that's that's actually um what I wanted to to jump into with everything with my conversation with you because my whole everything that I'm into is basically financial wealth, right? Like building generational yeah. financial plant wealth and that comes with from a financial planner like yourself. So, mm-hmm. how would someone even start the process of generating generating wealth over a long time with a financial planner?
1: Yeah, okay. I love this question. It comes in various forms, right? But my answer is always the same, start early. Mm-hmm. Start early because you, you can't get time back. You could get money back, you could earn more money, you could make less money. Like a year like 2020, a lot of people got jammed up, they made mm-hmm. more, they made less rather um, last year, depending you know, on the occupation you're in. Some people have been out of work altogether, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I mean. Like you could have some years where you make more, some years where you make less. So you can't wait for the perfect time. The time to start is as soon as you can. So okay. because compounding is going to be your best friend. I think it was, I think it was Albert Einstein who said it's like the eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. I never heard. So of. yeah, starting early is the best thing to do. And I, I find that a lot of people wait until they have X amount of money. Like mm-hmm. when I have 10,000 to invest, that's when I'm going to start or 5,000 yeah. or a thousand. Yeah. Truth of the matter is most mutual funds, you could start with as little as 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Just start like that. Even if you're young, working like part-time job, something like that. Like, you know, my kids are, and are, um, I say kids, they're young adults. Now my daughters, I have twin daughters mm-hmm. who are 20 and I have my son who's uh, 23, you know, that's when you start. As soon as you start making some money, um, just start that way. In. Yeah. And what happens, Sean, is over time, you start learning about these things to the point when you start getting into your 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. Now you're a little more sophisticated. Um, and, and you know, you, you kind of been around a little bit and and you know, a little something about investing. So yeah. that's when you're able to even identify opportunities to do things like what you do with, you know, and what, what some of your clients do invest in rental properties and things of that nature.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it all goes to the people that you, that you're around as well, because if you're around people that's telling you to start investing early, that's when 100%. you start. Yeah. I, I really yeah, didn't that's... start doing anything with my, even like retirement until I met my wife, honestly, like retirement. Okay. Um, um Cause you never, th- we never think about death, right. Even life insurance. I didn't have life insurance until right. I met my wife, and she was like, "Listen, if something happens to you, I want to. You want to make sure yeah. that your family's okay, right?" So
1: yeah, so so listen, man. It sounds like you're a very blessed man because your wife put you. She straightened you right out. It sounds isn't right she? out, bro. All right. <laughs> I had to give her <laughs> a shout good. out to. I
0: had I had to sneak the shout out in there a little bit too. <laughs>
1: Just, hey man, if you don't do that, you're in trouble. Once these things air, there's no do over. <laughs> so you gotta. Uh, out, shout the
0: kids out everybody get that all yes, in sir. there shout out to zoe shout out to my little my yeah. two-year-old she'll be three this month
1: <laughs> she's beautiful i see her on instagram when you post her and uh again you're blessed you're blessed thank, you, thank god i appreciate it i appreciate it
0: um speaking of uh-huh. instagram great segue great segue because that's how you and i got okay. used to each other so what actually got yeah. lou sariano into the social media because i'm not trying to aid you trust me I'm not trying to aid you my man but sometimes you can't no, teach an old 52. dog new Proud tricks. 52. Proud
1: to say it. I'm 52. Yeah, I'm definitely, I was telling my wife a little earlier, I'm the old man of Instagram, right? Because <laughs> I feel like that's a young man's game. Uh, but what got me into social media and Instagram specifically was uh, 2020. COVID. Um, what my first video was, and I want to say it's coming up on a year, by the way. I, I got to look at my like, timeline. Mm-hmm. But I remember feeling like, oh, shit, this is like something very serious. Like this is like a, a like the world is shifting right now. Like, mm-hmm. And you think back to March and April of last year, we were terrified to step outside our house, touch a doorknob. We thought like if we caught yeah. this thing, we're dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. At the at the same time, I, I was speaking with some people and I knew that, um, you know, they were going to be out of work. You know, there's people out there, Sean. And you know this um they work week to week they work check mm-hmm. to check um and when you're talking about you know people of color i happen to be hispanic i'm puerto rican um you know it's a different culture so sometimes when you have people who are depending on this money week to week um it, it becomes tough if you're out of work for any length of time let's of course, put it yeah. that
0: way one check it one check could mean a lot that could set one you back check for months a lot yeah.
1: yep so When I started hearing about the stimulus programs coming out, when I started hearing about, you know, the tax filing deadline being extended, when I started hearing about people who did not file their return yet in order to be eligible, because that's what we thought had to take place uh, to get stimulus money, you know, I was just thinking about people I knew. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about clients that I had. And I was thinking about, you know, how could I most effectively you know, rather than Get picking up the phone or sending out some mass email that most people would not read, mm-hmm. I, I made a video. And then a video became another one. Every time there was an update on stimulus or any of these programs, I'd make another video. Nice, And that's how I got started on, on
0: Instagram, social media. And I noticed that, and I said, Lou's is he's bringing it from a from a true space because you never really asked anyone to for their business back. Like you were just giving out the nope. content or giving out free game, like yeah. I like to say. And I love and That's what
1: I loved about you. That's what I loved about you. I was drew drawn to you right away. Um, you know, because, and I was asking Matt mutual friend of ours, mm -hmm. Matt, our visual. Shout
0: out out to Matt.
1: Shout out Matt. Yeah. Big time. So, um, I remember Matt telling me, Hey, you got to meet Sean. Um, and I said, yeah, I'm following this guy and I like what he's doing. What you were doing was different too, Sean. You were doing like, listen, Um, we could all promote ourselves, our business in your field, Mm -hmm. your latest listing, your latest sale. Um, you weren't doing that. You were doing, you know, Hey, I'm Sean. And you want to know how to buy a house? Here's how to do it. Instead of spending that tax refund on X, Y, and Z, save Mm -hmm. it. You know, you could put money down. This is how an FHA loan works. I was like, wow, I'm digging this. This is exactly, (laughs) you know, that's, that's the lane I was on, you know? Mm -hmm. So I saw that in you as well and um yeah so that that's right that's that's what i was using the platform for much like yourself
0: yeah same here i i, I said i was going to start doing videos the way i talk to my friends because at the beginning i didn't know what to do with social media i started in the same thing 2020 yeah. um because i was never a guy that liked to be in front of the camera like this this shit used to like spook me out you know um, me too i was like you know what i i gotta i gotta put it out there because like you said a lot of people uh-huh. especially people of our ethnicity and background we don't get a lot of the information up front like our parents probably pretty much didn't teach it to us we didn't get it in school and we're always glued to our phone so why not get the information from someone that looks like us that talks like us and that's usually when we pick it up a little bit quicker so that's that's why i started my journey on that as well
1: yeah absolutely and listen truth be told financial literacy across the board is is um kind of low right (laughs) i mean You know, a lot of people, uh, even young professionals now, I don't care what your ethnicity, your background, religion, race, color. um, There's a lot to be learned about that. This is the kind of stuff that is not taught in school. Yeah. You don't take, you know, uh, mutual funds 101 in high school Mm -hmm. or uh, asset allocation in high school or taxes 101 in college. It's just stuff like, okay, you're you're taught about your career, perhaps, Um, you get your license in something or a designation in something, and then you're off and running, right? That's your Mm -hmm. career. Then as you're earning money, you start to- You start to blow it. You
0: start to blow it fast.
1: You start to blow it and you start to say, oh, why do I owe 5,000 this year in taxes? (laughs) And oh, uh, what should I do with this mutual fund or retirement plan? I don't know, you know, what investments to pick. And I'll just say, Mm -hmm. you know, 25% down down the board- yeah, it's like no. There's better ways of doing it. So, um, yeah, that's that's exactly right. So we have to speak to that. And yeah, when you're talking about people of color, keep it 100 as you it say. Uh, yeah. It's even it's even less. So it's important to to provide this kind of uh, information out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like get it in one hand and it goes out the other one, which is so right. It's just such a a negative way to go through life in general because most people can't <laughs> retire. Right. They, they, like you said, they don't start early. So they're working until they're 60s, 70s sometimes. It was sometimes until, right. until that last breath, which is a, a scary thing. Um, it is. And so, speaking about taxes, right? So, we're in tax season now. Uh-huh. And growing up, the way where I grew up, I grew up in, in the city, right? So, the okay. always, the, everyone was like, oh, I have dependents. I, I have all these dependents I could put on my, I could claim on my taxes. And they always yeah, thought that like, that was the biggest come up. You know, right, right. Yeah. And I remember having a, um, a friend. He actually owned a few trucks. Um, he had a trucking business, and I told him one year that I was getting x, x amount of dollars back on my taxes. He said, "You're doing something wrong, bro. I'm trying not uh-huh. to pay taxes." <laughs> right. He said, "If you get something back, you're doing something wrong." So, yeah. what is your just to give people a little more information about like depreciation and deductions on their taxes and Right. Just an overall idea on how that works.
1: Okay. So number one is um, the one thing I find that's a struggle for me every tax season is exactly what you just described. Right. You have you could have two people working at the same job, same employer, same pay, same kids, both own a house. You know, something along those lines. But you don't know what the spouse makes. Mm -hmm. Maybe the spouse doesn't work at all. Um, maybe one of the kids went to college. So they got college credits. So there's so many things that are baked into a tax return, number one, that could make the outcomes very different for two people that seem like they're on you know, the same economic level or salary level. So that's the first thing I'll say. Second thing I'll say, I am not a big fan of big refunds because for the reason you just said you're better off using that money throughout the year. So I get back $5,000 in February and March and just, you know, you kind of ball out. You go to the Gucci <laughs> store.
0: You go to the Gucci store, get a new car. You know? Why
1: do that when you could have an extra 600 a month, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of let's assume all things could work out in a perfect world where you don't owe or don't get anything back at tax time, right? Mm-hmm. There's that. And then there is this other third part that a lot of people do not understand and that's the credits. so there are some people who are eligible and i'll use the earned income credit as an example um and i'll, I'll start with that one i'm I, I got a couple of things in my mind but i'll start with the earned income credit if you have income that's below a certain threshold you could basically get back hundred percent let's say they withheld two thousand dollars in federal tax you're going to get the 2000 back, and then you're going to get what's called credits, in this case, economic um, earned income credit, where they say, hey, because you got kids, you got children, you're making under a certain threshold, we're going to give you a credit of 2000 per child. So that's why when you hear some of these big refunds, right, it's like, oh, man, this guy got back $6,000, $8,000. Well, maybe only $2,000 were actual refund. Right. Because by definition, refund means you paid something and you got it back. Yeah, you right? overpaid. A portion of it back. Mm-hmm. The credits are like, hey, because you made under a certain threshold, you get all this back. So now you go talk to this guy and it's like, hey, I want to talk to your accountant because yeah. he got you back. Eight thousand. I, uh-huh. I got fifteen hundred. So <laughs> I want to see your guy. It's different, bro. It's different for everybody, every situation. It's not clear cut, but that's why I like to talk about taxes so much because investments are something that, you know, I could talk about that all day too, but not everybody um, is in a position to invest, but we all have to pay taxes. So if you know how to limit that, or you understand that maybe you could re-engineer it where you're not paying so much, or if you are getting these big refunds, well, you know, shit, rather than blowing it, you know, maybe use that repurpose it for something else
0: yeah very true very true and i i want to catch up with something that you spoke about um i think it was with handsome you're talking about mm-hmm. justin and i i said your i admire this so much about lou because most parents wouldn't do this how you were saying that oh. you you basically encouraged him to listen mm-hmm. if you want to do this now this whole independent route that you want to go mm-hmm. do that shit now don't do it half ass. go all in yeah and that's that's dope because most parents, is gonna, they're going to tell you, graduate high school, go to college, find a job for 30 years. That time. was me. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> that
1: was me, man. So when I speak about my son and my daughters and what I'm encouraging them to do and telling them at a young age to take that chance now, you know, like my son, Justin, realtor, much like, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough profession. I admire what you guys do. I love the hustle of the realtors, what you guys did It's just a different animal, right? But um, I'm telling them, hey, do it now while you're young. You got my full support. You're not married. You don't have kids. Because mm-hmm. you know, it could take a couple of years to see if this thing is actually going to gain any traction, right? Exactly. Um, so that's when you got to do it. If you go get it, you could always get a job, Sean.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: cannot always start a business. Very true. Uh, I mean, you can. I, okay. I want to take that
0: back yeah I,
1: I don't want to i don't want to put that out there so i'm going to grab that back right you can you can start at any age i was just watching the movie the founder last night um mm-hmm. with my wife and that's, that's, that's the mcdonald story right donald's at 52 years old so yeah. you could start at any time so i take mm-hmm. that back it's easier obviously if you start young
0: yeah no responsibilities responsibilities no bills, really yeah. yeah of course that's of course.
1: that's the time to do it so um yeah, I encourage him because honestly, I didn't have that confidence young in life. Um, I didn't have that guidance young in life. I didn't I don't want to say I didn't have the support because I did. I always had a mom and dad came from a great family. Um, my brother and I grew up, you know, we didn't have everything we wanted, but we had everything we needed, mm-hmm. always had food on a table. My mom and dad made sure of that we have a very close knit family. Um, but at the same time, their experiences were different, so they could only give me what they had, right? Exactly. Um, I'm trying to give my kids what I have, and hopefully,
0: every generation it that increase going right? on and, and on. Changes. Yeah, yeah, and that's how yeah, it's supposed to be. That's what it was. Yeah. I actually, when I started real estate, I straddled the line for years, doing it part time and having a full time job. So mm-hmm. I was like hustling nonstop. I would leave the house yeah. eight in the morning. I would get home sometimes to ten, eleven o'clock at night. And uh-huh. my wife said. You can't keep doing this, right? It's and, and even, even after a while, yeah. After a while, I said, "I can't. I can't do this. I, I'm going to have to go all in." And I, I, of course, I decided for 2020 to be my year to go all in.
1: Oh, so, is that right? I didn't know that. 2020
0: was my See? first year full time.
1: Oh man, God bless you. So I got to sit you down one day. We gotta, we gotta talk because right. there's just. I want to be on the other side. I, I have it. I have a habit I've noticed of these podcasts where I start hijacking it. And I started interviewing the person interviewing me. That happened with uh, Charles Weinraub. I saw that. (laughs) Yeah. And I literally told him during the interview, you know, I said, I want to sit you down and talk to you. He's like, all right, let's go. I said, all right, turn that camera back on. We switched positions and I interviewed him. But, you know, it sounds like you have a a pretty amazing story yourself. And um,
0: yeah, Yeah, I I I won't go too much into detail on it. Maybe I'll wait for you to sit me down. But I was literally fired on my day off. You ever saw the movie Friday when Craig oh, wow. got fired on his day too. off?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hit the ground running. January uh-huh. 2020 was my first full year. Things were going, going, oh, going. wow. COVID oh, hit. wow. Shut me down. And, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the type of guy that likes to save. So I really don't, I don't mm-hmm. spend money because I'm, I'm used to that. I grew up not really having much. So right. I refused to spend it. Mm-hmm. 2020 couldn't you know realtors we couldn't go out we couldn't do any showings nothing yeah my wife was considered essential because she works in a hospital okay so i was home with a two-year-old for four months Uh (laughs) so i i kind of say 2020 was like a refresh for me because i didn't really spend enough time with my little one when i was out Mm -hmm. like always grinding you know and she actually was the she helped me get in front of the camera because i just use her. Oh, that's good. As like okay. my anchor to get in front of the camera. So that was mm-hmm. my 2020. I, I won't go too much. I won't go too crazy. No, no,
1: please. By all means, I'm, I'm all ears. So compliment to you is I would not have known that um, you are like, and I know I, I'm listening carefully to what you're saying. You were doing this a little bit as like on the side and you had a day job and that kind of thing. And we've all been there, but I would have thought you've been doing this a lot longer based on your professionalism, based on the way you carry yourself, based on the videos and and just you know from the position of like giving that you come from because mm-hmm. of the free game thing right like you know you're educating and stuff like that so i would I would have thought you're doing this for years so no, yeah
0: no, it hasn't been that long has't been that long um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was an interesting journey. I, we'll, we'll, we'll sit down. Me and you'll sit down and, and get into
1: it. Yeah, man. I would love
0: that. Yeah. And when I was, and I'm just going to kind of segue into another one, because when I was doing it part-time and full-time, I was actually putting all my funds into the same account. And so after a while, mm-hmm. my um my CPA was like, what the hell are you doing? Like you're making a certain yeah. amount of money. Why are you, why, one, why don't you have an LLC? Right. I was. I was going to the box, you know, the, the, the box tax refund places for a while. Yeah, yeah. Until I got a professional uh-huh. CPA that put me on yeah, the right Yeah, that track.
1: changes everything. Mm-hmm. Changes the
0: whole game. So, yeah. but just to give people a little more, because I, I actually do have clients that, um 2020 started an interesting journey for a few people that I know. So I have a client right now, 2020 started. She was working at like a daycare, got laid off. Um, she has small children as well, and she couldn't find mm-hmm. masks for her, for her kids because so, you know at a certain age they like they come off their face they're really not too secure. Right. So she started to make masks just for her family and her and her father because her father was elderly. He wore them He started wearing them to work and she got this huge work order, like a purchase order to make all these masks. So oh, wow. she didn't know what to do. She got like a $20,000 check for it. She didn't know what the hell to do with it. Uh-huh. I mean, I, she asked me recently, she was like, should I start an LLC or should I start an S-Corp? But I usually try, I don't really know the difference between the two. Well, I know the difference, but okay. I try not to give too much information on it. Yeah. So If she's listening to us now, can you give her a little more information on what's the difference between an LLC and an S-Corp?
1: Absolutely. I'd be happy to, because this is something I kind of beat like a drum and I made a series of videos like that are on my Instagram, please don't go and watch them. Cause I think they're terrible. I, <laughs> I think, I think the information was good, but I was just all over the place at the time. I was using a cell phone. They, they weren't well made, I guess I could say, but the information is, is good. Right? That's, that's, that.
0: that's all it's about. That's all
1: that's would say about. Right. So I say that kind of in jest. but difference between an LLC and an S corp, Sean is really, um, it's how you're taxed, right? So an LLC is a limited liability company. So I tell people, if you're just making $20,000, you might not even need the LLC, but it's nice to have because two reasons. One, you're holding yourself out there to somebody as like, I took the extra step and you know now I'm Lou Soriano Financial Services, LLC, right? So it seems like, okay, you got a real business, you seem legitimate. Two, sometimes depending on the, the vendor you're working for or the broker you're working for, or you know, uh, whoever you're doing business with, they don't wanna pay somebody personally, they wanna pay somebody, we'll pay business. they wanna pay a business. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing. But an LLC is not taxed any differently than a sole proprietor unless that LLC makes an S corp election. Which is formed 2 uh 2553. Okay. So bear with me. I don't want to get off of the track and I wanna get into the weeds. LLC is good for somebody who, let's say you're an Uber driver or a DoorDash. Like imagine you're an Uber driver, you're driving somebody somewhere, and then an accident occurs. Well, if you weren't structured as an LLC, they could sue you personally.
0: Right? That's interesting, really
1: if you're an LLC, they can only go after the assets of the LLC, not you. So the number one reason why you should have an LLC is for liability protection. Really, that's it. It's not going to help you for taxes unless you make the S corp election. And when do you do that? Well, once you start having net income of like $40,000 or more, and by net, I mean, You made $60,000, had $20,000 of expenses. Now you got 40 grand or so, right? Or more. That's when it makes sense to be taxed as an S-corp because there's a thing called self-employment tax. And and that's 15.3%. So if you are not structured as an S-corp, all of that net income is subjected to not only federal tax, but state tax, and then self-employment tax.
0: Mm. When
1: you're an S Corp, you could carve out a part of your income that is subjected to those three, federal, state, and um, and self-employment tax. And then the rest of the income is just federal and state. You don't have to pay the 15.3%. Really? So now when you start making, you know, let's say you had net income of 100,000, just gonna use it an easy number. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be 100, don't trip on the number, I'm just <laughs> using the easy number. Self-employment tax on hundred thousand is is fifteen grand, right? Mm-hmm. So, and if it was half that, fifty thousand, it's seventy five hundred. So this is like real money when you start making so, money. Yeah. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Even at fifty thousand, let's use fifty. That's more realistic, right? For somebody starting out, or somebody in the business for a couple of years, fifty thousand. Well, shit. If I could avoid paying seventy five hundred bucks in tax, or even half of that, um, yeah, set me up as an S corp. I'm gonna save some money that way. So. Those are the differences. It's more about the tax treatment than it is anything else. And on the liability side, both offer liability protection. So depending on the type of work you do, depending on the type of income you make, that's when you want to start looking at it.
0: Will it also help with um, like deductions as far as like home office um, yes. she's great. Yeah, like like things like that. Man, well, you're right? good. I'm trying, I'm <laughs> yes. trying to learn. I'm, I'm watching the videos, man. I'm no, watching the you're white good. Board videos, bro. I'm, I'm you know sleeping. what
1: it is? No, but I talk so damn much. Sometimes <laughs> I say, "Man, let me let me be quiet." You know, I don't want to get into it. So I'm thanking you for teeing up all these great questions, and then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna try to knock it out the park for you. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. So, a big thing about 2020. Let's talk about 2020, right? So many people are working from home. But if you're an employee, W-2 employee, you cannot deduct home office expenses. I hate to break the news to so a lot of people that are working from home now, which are more and more people. If you're self-employed, you have an LLC, you have an S corp, you have to have self-employment income by the way, to set these up. You can't be like W-2 employee and say, well, I'm an LLC and then I'll write it off. Don't work that way. Yeah. But yes, you do have the ability to deduct more things than you would as an individual. Listen. Our tax system is set up for business, guys. It's not set up for individuals. Right. Individuals pay the most tax. You know, you look at these big corporations like Amazon or Walmart and whatever. I don't want to put all of them out there, but, and you hear, you, we hear about it in the newspaper and in the yeah. news all the time, right? They pay That's no why, tax,
0: not, not to cut you off and not to get political at all, when people, when that whole story came out about Trump with the um, $750, I think, in taxes, right? everyone was upset, I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> in a way, in a way, it is,
1: and and the reason why is because, well, most of his income is generated from real, real estate. estate. Real estate has you're allowed to depreciate. Not to get into, um, you know, the weeds here, but depreciation just means it has a useful life for tax purposes. We all know real estate appreciates over time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for tax purposes, you could deduct a portion of it every year, whether you had, you know, any expenses towards that property or not, which most times you do too. Right. Mm -hmm. So by the time you, you know, deduct operating expenses and this depreciation, that is just like kind of a deduction given to you for being in that type of, um, you know, business. Yeah. You could very possibly get your income down to zero. So, and that's (laughs) That's what corporations do. Yeah, and that's what yeah. businesses do so yeah setting up a business and having some kind of business the tax rules it's like night and day there's rules for individuals and then there's rules you know i'm trying to get it all on camera rules mm-hmm. for individuals very <laughs> narrow things you could do and deduct right mm-hmm. and then oh you're a business well you got this whole lane here to work yeah. off of you know yeah. um and that's 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 really what it is so yeah big benefits yeah. for being in business for yourself.
0: Yeah, that's why I encourage people all the time. I said if you got a side hustle, I know that it sounds good to have the cash in hand all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like people want the cat the tax-free money, but it's bigger than that if you if you have a business like you could do way more more with way more with that cash. Than, yes. You know, just cuz you can't really even do anything. You can't put it in the bank. You have to account for it at some point. Right.
1: Yep, absolutely. And you know, Sean, this happened to me. Uh, and I was listening to an interview with, believe it or not, Candy Burris. Do you know who she is mm-hmm. from Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. So I'm watching. Uh, I forget who she was on. It was a podcast. I'm listening to podcast. Last year, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Amen. I've been on three of them this week alone. And that's what, um, I'm telling I
0: got to catch you early. I'm about to get an autograph <laughs> before you. Before I turn on I, the TV and I see you on Fox Business or <laughs> Squash Boxes, no, I'm like, oh that's man. What I <laughs> no no no
1: this is all good i like chopping it up with people like you but um i was listening to candy burrows so let me get back on track here so on her podcast when she was being interviewed and she said you should always have a side business but you shouldn't treat your side business like a side business and when i heard her say that you know and it's like listen people look at some of these reality stars and and say what you want about them but Candy is not one to play with, right? She has a career. Mm -hmm. She's a singer-songwriter, Grammy winner, multiple businesses, restaurants. So like, yeah, okay, she might be on some hokey show, Housewives of Atlanta, but she's not a typical reality star. So that struck a nerve with me because for many, many, many years, I had some self-doubt and um, I kept my day job and had this little side gig going because I didn't have the confidence to go full time. See what I'm saying? So when you going back and asking about my son, that's why I'm saying you're smarter than you know, and it's easier than you think. Mm -hmm. I kept thinking like, maybe I wasn't good enough or these other guys got a leg up on me or they're smarter than me. So you know, when I was talking to Handsome Homebuyer on that podcast and we laughed and I really thought about afterwards, I said, you know, I really have done a lot of things. Why did I do so many things in life? And part, part of it is, honestly, I could laugh about it now, I probably didn't have all that confidence at that time. Mm-hmm. So before I went out and told people, I'm gonna help you with investments, well, I wanna know about investment and taxes. Well, if I'm gonna help you with investment and taxes, I wanna know about insurance too. And you know what, I need to know about mortgages because people it buy houses. Sense, though. Yeah, listen, now it, it makes it sense though. Listen, it's helped me today, I feel so well-rounded and I can mm-hmm. speak with anybody about these things, right? But for a long time, I didn't have the confidence. So coming back if you get involved in something even if it's a side gig believe in it wholeheartedly i want people to do that i want people to even though it's a side thing don't treat it as a side thing treat it as something that could develop into something because it can yeah and once it does it's life-changing so and just constantly re- you know
0: just keep investing in that side business though as you mm-hmm. get you just keep keep putting money into it while you're doing the yep. day job so when the day job, like if you're like me and you're firing a day off, you can, you go <laughs> jump into the side right. business and you won't have any issues.
1: Right. Right. And and learn and educate yourself. That's the other thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, but you could do too much of that, too, Sean. And that's what I did. I was like so busy, like after I got this designation or right, I want to learn this and I want to get this license. and I want to know about that. I'm so busy learning, learning, learning. I'm not doing, doing, doing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. i'm over here learning all this stuff and, and getting skills but i wasn't really active so yeah. there's something to be said for being young and active and um you know analysis by paralysis right you're just getting older and you're letting years go by like i said mm-hmm. first thing i said time is the one thing you can't get back so can't you gotta back. start
0: early you cannot get no it matter back what it is and once you miss that mm-hmm. opportunity sometimes it's hard to go back to that Especially it when is. you start getting more responsibility in your life. It's tough. Like, I have a mortgage. no, The old Sean, prop prior to me getting laid off, would have been more nervous because I have the mortgage. I'm married. I have a kid. But my biggest right. fear, Lou, was not reaching my potential. Yeah, That was my biggest fear because I watched my mom go through it. And she stayed at a job that she hated for years. She yep. hated it. And she never mm-hmm. took advantage of the opportunities that came in front of her when she had those opportunities. So for anyone, right. you know, the young guys out there, like Lou said, go for it, especially if you have a, a strong support system and your yeah. family's holding you down, just, just go for it.
1: Especially freedom. if you have that. And even if you don't, Sean, you know, and that's something I think, you know, we never met personally, right? Look, can we say that? No. We never, never met, met like in person, mm-hmm. but we've spoken many times, but um, for whoever's listening to this, I want I want to make this clear. That doesn't matter. I saw something in Sean. He saw something in me. We became friends through Instagram. I support Sean. Sean supports yes, me. Sir. Next thing you know, Matt's putting up a video. Who's another friend of ours? You know, um, well, shout out to Mike Tatino. We didn't
0: shout Mike out. Shout out to my guy, Mike. Mike
1: Tatino. Well, listen, this is the Hustle Squad, right? Yeah. That's yes, us. It's us four. We're getting right? the shirts
0: printed up, by the way, too. Thanks for handsome. Uh, yeah, we're well, gonna do something.
1: I got. To, I actually got something <laughs> in the works already. So nice. you know, that's coming And Matt coming was working on it too. Oh, okay, good. But my, my point is this, you could support. So we're saying if you, especially if you have that support now, families, there's nothing like family support,
0: mm-hmm.
1: nothing like having financial support, but you could support people in other ways. Like, oh. yo, I saw that video you made. I liked it. I'm going to share it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I could come to you. I, and, and like I said, even though we haven't met face to face, man to man, if I put out a video or something like that, I'm like, Sean, you know, I was like a little second guessing myself. What'd you think of that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I would, res- I, I know just from our interactions, you would tell me what you thought. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was all right. You know, the better, but I'm like, all right, good. That's what I need to know. Why? So I could build, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's also support and, and you need to surround yourself with, with people like that who are willing to support you um, in, in, in your dream. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. All right, so what's next for Mr. Lou Sariano? What is, what is the next two, three years on the show? Besides you being on Fox Business and all that stuff, we know that's happening. <laughs> Best seller, like the books is coming. The, I'm, no, I'm, no, man. I, I want front help. seats at the conference. I, I'm going to be there, bro. I'm, I'm here to support no, the No, it's way
1: nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, truth be told, and I said it kidding around um, when we started this, like that. I said, I'm getting tired of myself, you know? Um, I just want to help as many people as possible. I'm not looking to do anything more than what I'm doing now. I'm very happy um, with with my life where I'm at right now. My goal is to help my kids over these next three, four, five years. I got you know young adults at home in their 20s, and these are the formative years. So if I'm busy out here trying to, you know, like we're saying, kidding around, get on Fox News or this or that mm-hmm. and the other. I'm not focusing on what I, now, if that came my direction, don't get me wrong, right? I'm not looking for that though. That's what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I always tell my kids, like, I want to go like this, you know, I want to evolve. I always want to be moving up, <laughs> but I'm not looking to blow up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fine, <laughs> just listen, if I never got another client, if I never got any more uh, business, but you told me what I have now will remain constant for the, mm-hmm. from now until the day I die, I'm good. You know yep. what I mean, so uh, I'm good there. I want to help more people. That's what I want to do. So um, that now that's do you have at. more people? Truth be out told, to you? you help people. You 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 do make more money too. Of um, course, of course. So it, it especially works when that people way see too. it's coming
0: from a genuine place. Like I said, you're not you're not asking for the business, right? So you're you're basically giving them free knowledge, and that's going to they're going to slowly try gravitate towards you in the long run. Right. Have you have right. you started to see like an uptick in business since you started posting on social media?
1: I have, you know, and that was another question somebody had asked me. Like, you know, um, I was on Josh Handler. He was very good too. Um, like, you got, you got, you real estate guys are naturals at
0: all of this. Stuff, <laughs> I'm like sweating, um, I'm sweating over
1: <laughs> Yeah, nah, you're good. You're good. You're a star. So, Josh asked me, I believe, something along those lines like, hey, have you seen like, you know, uh, an uptick in business? Or, and I said, you know, I have, I have, honestly, I have. Um, But I can't say like, you know, I'm not measuring, I'm not quantifying this, right? Mm. So I'm not saying, oh, since I started on Instagram, or since this last video, I got three or more calls, and then like one of them turned into a client, and I made X amount from it. So I'm not measuring it at all, and at all, at all, I'm not measuring at all. But um, I don't know how to describe it, Sean, it's just like, you know, when something's working out? It's working out. It's sort of like, you know, you, you, it, it is working out. And I have seen, I have seen um, some new business as a result of it, but I'm not quantifying it and and that's okay. And maybe that's cause I'm, I keep saying like, cause I feel like I'm good. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I started with 35 followers on Instagram, in March, 2020,
0: which it's hard for me to believe that you really yeah. started with 35 followers. Really? Until you started doing the videos and then it just took off
1: from there? uh, Yeah, but bro, check it. So out of the 35, probably 20 of them were family, you know, where I'm hitting them up. And, you know, I'm like, listen, I'm starting a business Instagram. I don't want to look like so lame over here. Please follow my Instagram, right? Then it became so that out of the 35, I'm serious and I'm not even joking. I think 20 were family, right? Um, might have had to pay for five of them. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, and then the other were just friends and stuff like that. And then it just grew from there. But um, all of the people that I have on Instagram are just, you know, and, I, and listen, I don't got that many. It's 900, which is like nothing compared no, to great. what some
0: people have. You've, it's only been a year, it, right? You said, when did you it, start your, when did you officially start your Instagram? Last, right around the pandemic? Is that March that's when you started Instagram itself.
1: March 2020. My first video was, to all the people out there who haven't filed a tax return, but you need your refund because you're out of work. This was my first video. Um, mm. Call me like I'll do your tax return. Um, I might have even offered to do it, um, you know, kind of like I'll do it if you don't have the money to pay for your re- <laughs> for your tax preparation, you could pay me when you get your refund. Mm. That was literally, I think my one of my first videos. I got to find it. And then I made a couple of real bad ones talking about <laughs> stimulus and stuff. Cause I wasn't talking in my natural voice like I am with you today, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh man, I'm gonna talk about this. And I felt like a reporter. I was like, hey, it's Lou Soriano CFP with an update on today's stimulus. You know, I was like, man, I don't talk like that. That's not me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got comfortable over time, but uh, I might've even deleted some of those videos cause they oh, were so bad. You gotta so keep
0: bad. those, you gotta archive them or something.
1: I'm sure I have them somewhere. And you know what? After this discussion, I might find one of those bad ones and, and or what I thought was really bad and put it back up just to show like, you know, it does take time. Like you were saying too, you were uncomfortable doing this, right?
0: Oh, I remember my first time to to with get that. Was, It was the worst. <laughs> it was the worst.
1: No, you're very good, Sean. I watched your videos. I was immediately, you know, attracted to like your energy, you know? Um, I just felt like, man, this guy is like talking about the difference between buying and renting and why that's so important, why it's so important, you know, to do this over that. I was like, man, this guy, I was like, Matt, you follow this guy? He goes,
0: yeah,
1: I'm actually making these videos yeah. with this guy. He's like, you got to meet him. He's, he's good dude. You guys are similar, you know? And I, um, so, and here we are. Yeah, so, here we
0: are. Here we are. Hustle squad. T- uh, uh, hustle squad. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I also wanted to touch base because you mentioned something on handsome. I'm going to keep just referring back to handsome interview, but you mentioned that people shouldn't take money from their 401k to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. Why do you, yeah, I know why you want to say, why you say that, but can you just give me a little more elaborate on that? Yeah.
1: One. So, um, uh, shout out to handsome home buyer too. He runs a clip every day from that podcast we had. I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, there's about 10 of them now. But uh, I, I'm I'm very appreciative of everything he did. So shout out to uh, Mr. Handsome Homebuyer. But yeah, I'm not a fan of taking money out of retirement plans, almost for any reason. One of the few exceptions, Sean, is to purchase a house. Um, and that's because I feel like that is, in some respects, another investment. And I'm going to put that, that word investment in quotation, because I don't mean it's an investment like, yeah, you put money in because Charles and I had this you know, discussion too on mm-hmm. this podcast. Um, your home should not be considered necessarily an investment because of a lot of reasons, right? But um, I'm not a fan of taking money out of retirement accounts unless you really need to because it can change your family's life. It could mm-hmm. change your life. It could change the next generation. So it's a good reason to do it. But if you are gonna take money out, Sean, I tell people to take it out in the form of a loan, not a distribution. Mm -hmm. Because if you take out, um, and this is a real case with real numbers, I had a client who was referred to me take out $75,000 from their retirement plan at work, didn't claim it on their tax return, they didn't understand the ins and outs because they Mm -hmm. thought since tax was withheld that they were good. long story short, they got to pay back like 25,000 of that in taxes, oh, wow. right? That's just federal taxes. We didn't even figure out state yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you're losing the appreciation by keeping that money in the market or in whatever you had it invested in, in your 401k. So you're losing that over time. Right. Um So distributions, I'm not a big fan of. You're gonna get taxed on it. First 10,000 from an IRA, not a 401k, -hmm. is another distinction people don't know. Yeah, I was gonna ask you Um, about that as well. Yeah, if you take it from an IRA, there is an exception for the first 10 grand. They'll let you take that out without a a premature distribution penalty, which is 10%. But you still gotta pay federal and state tax, right? You take it from a retirement plan, there is no $10,000 exemption for this, right? So the Mm -hmm. whole thing becomes taxable. Um, a better way to do it if you're going to do it is to take out a loan, borrow the 75,000 in this example, right? Um, you don't pay any tax. There's no penalty to worry about. No, nothing, but you do have to pay yourself back with interest. Usually the interest is very low. Um, and, you know, you get to put the money back into your own account. So you're really borrowing against yourself mm-hmm. and there's no tax consequence. So if you're going to do it for a house, that's the way I recommend doing it. I don't recommend the, distribu- the distribution part at all. And even borrowing against it, I, I kind of discourage. You. In other words, if you need another 20 grand to get you to that point where you got a 20% down payment, let's say, for example, mm-hmm. I love it. Do it, right? Small amount. Get you to twenty percent, do away with PMI, and it's a small amount, relatively speaking, to pay back.
0: Mm-hmm. Taking out a
1: hundred grand and that's your down no, payment. It's like, right. well,
0: maybe you weren't ready. Yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I understand that. So you're not totally against it in general. You're just, you're just saying basically, no, just like, kind of be, be smart about. it. <laughs> You got to know
1: all the rules, just like we were talking about taxes. You need to educate yourself and you need to know all the rules, all the ins and outs, um, and then make a a sound financial decision. Because a lot of people, like we were talking about with tax refunds, right? Oh, my friend said he just took money out of his retirement account. Why let it sit there? I don't need it for 30 years. I could use it to buy my house right now and the market's hot and the interest rates are low. So I'm going to take this money here and put it here okay, but are you aware you could do it this way too? Mm-hmm. And here's another option. And here's another option, you know? So that's, that's what I say. I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not for it. Um, And I'm not always against it, but you should really do some analysis and determine what's the right way to do it. You know, okay. then, then you know, that. then you go into it knowing what, what the deal is. Okay.
0: All right. I can respect it. Mm-hmm. I can respect
1: it. What about you? You're a fan of it?
0: Um, if, if you need it for like certain situations, like you said, if you, if you need extra ten thousand, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for your closing right. course, I say, go for it. And like you said, in the, in the form of a loan, yeah, definitely do it in, form, yeah. in the form of a loan because that is, you know, you're paying yourself right. back. I'm against when I see people go into their retirement and they think it's like a bank account. I mean, not a bank account, like a piggy bank. Yeah. Because I know people that are bought, they'll, they'll take money out, pay it off, then take it right back out again.
1: Take it out again. Yumo, <laughs> yeah. I know. Because listen, the first time people are hesitant, and this is, this is the other reason why I say that, Sean, first time people do it, they're like, oh, I don't know. And they take a little out. Then they say,
0: wow, that was so that easy. That was easy. I just had to click a button and now I got a $30,000 check in the mail.
1: I'm gonna do it again. Now I want you guys to, well, and I say you guys, whoever happened to be listening to this, to understand one thing. Uncle Sam wants people to start taking this money out. Be clear. Every time you take it out, you're paying tax and, you know, federal government's looking at how much money is compiled in retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, you name it, right? And they're saying, man, there's so much money sitting there on the sideline, like it would be nice to get some of that tax money, right? Because it's grown tax deferred. So they start, they changed the law two years ago that if you inherit money, you got to take all that money out within five years. They used to let you stretch it out over your life expectancy. So that's changed. Really? Um, and they're saying now because of COVID, there's new rules where you could take it out, spread the tax over three years. If you had a Corona related distribution, they're calling it, right? Mm. So you lost your job, you had to tap into 401k. you can say, listen, we're not gonna bang you up and you gotta pay all the tax in one year. You could spread it over three years. And oh, by the way, we're gonna get rid of that 10% early distribution penalty. Mm there's discussion that they might do more of that where they say, you know what? If people, if it became easier for people to kind of raid or take out money from their retirement account for home improvement, home purchases, paying off debt, well, we would start getting our tax money, we being federal government saying this, right? Um, And maybe we can let them spread it over three years or five years so they don't feel it as much, but, you know, we're going to be able to start getting this revenue sooner problem with that is a lot of people are going to get into that trap they're going to get used to doing that and then 20 30 years are going to go by and they're going to realize that was like a revolving credit right and they don't have this money to retire on so yeah that's why it's the other reason why i discourage it
0: yeah i understand that that's i see it all the time it's just it's absolutely crazy i see people do it all the time all Mm right um i'm trying to think what
1: And you probably, I want to just say one other thing. You probably get a lot of people because you're a smart guy and you probably have a lot of people who come to you for advice too, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I noticed that's the case um, with many people. Um, You know, once you're doing one thing and you're doing something positively, like people assume, you know, about like all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So they come to your advice. Like I'm good at what I do, but I had somebody ask me about student loan debt today and I'm like well that's not really my wheelhouse or have another woman asking me about like you know she's leasing a car and um uh it was like the resale value I was like listen I'm not in the car you know (laughs) but you start fielding all these questions right because people Uh figure hey if you know about this and that but it's good to be that person that people see you that way right and Mm -hmm. I know they do with you too and I know they do because I hear the kind of things you talk about and, and even in this interview what you're saying you know
0: yeah I'm, I'm always the guy that gets the phone calls hey what do you think about what about this what about that? i'm like i i don't know i couldn't t- i couldn't tell you anything about that but i, I do get a, um a lot of questions and i don't know if this is really around but it's more of a like life insurance for instance I have yep. a lot of people who think their job, the, the life insurance that they receive from work is real life insurance, as a real policy. And I'm telling them that's not a real policy. You have to invest yeah. in life insurance.
1: Yeah. So, Sean, this is such a good topic. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because uh, my boy Kevin Spann, right? I was going to call him my man, Kevin Spann, but he's the insurance guru on Instagram. So if you look up insurance guru on Instagram, he and I had this discussion a few times. He owns an all state um, business okay. in Nassau County. And we talked about this. There was an article in the wall street journal, probably in June or something like that. And they were talking about how people of color, you know, were affected by COVID and didn't have life insurance. They only had like life insurance through their job. And if you were laid off or you, you know, whatever, you lost your job due to COVID, well, some people went without this insurance. So to your point is, and I told Kevin, and Kevin, if you're listening to this, you got to start making videos on life insurance because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of confusion out there. To your point, Sean, people think if I have life insurance through my job, I'm good. Well, depends. Usually it's just one year's salary that you're covered for. And again, I'm just going to use that $100,000 number cuz it's just easy, right? Mm-hmm. 100,000 might not be enough for no, a lot of people. Really not. You know what I mean? You're going to get $100,000 but you owe 300 on your mortgage. Mm-hmm. Not enough, right? You leave your job, you quit your job, you get fired from your job. You don't have that coverage anymore. Mm-hmm. So you have to supplement that. And for most people and and you know, I'll I'll refer to Kevin Span, the insurance guru to uh, commentate on this. And I'm hoping he makes the videos to make the case for this. I may have to, I may I have like to call Kevin. Insurance. I may have to get
0: Kevin on here.
1: You gotta get Kevin on here. You gotta get Kevin on, I here. Get Kevin on here. I
0: have some questions for Kevin, definitely.
1: Get Kevin on here. I highly recommend you do that. And he could speak to it. I'm life insurance licensed too. It's not something I do a heck of a lot of, but I'm a big fan of term insurance. And the reason is this, it's fairly inexpensive. You get the amount of coverage you need if you're a young professional um, just starting your career, just starting your business, you could get a heck of a lot of insurance for a pretty low premium. So no bells and whistles here. It's not gonna be a savings account. You're not gonna put your th- kids through college with this thing. You're not gonna pay it for 10 years and then it pays for itself. That's, those are other permanent policies and they have their place, not mm-hmm. knocking them. But I would rather see somebody have term insurance for a half a million dollars, a million dollars pay a couple hundred dollars a year a in premium, yeah. hear mm-hmm. me, um, and you're covered, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have a, a $800 a year, maybe you're covered for a million dollars. Depending on your age, you could be a lot younger and, uh, and pay even half of that, yeah. you know? So that's important to have and have it for 20, 30 years. Um, the other permanent policies work a little different, but I want you to reach out to- I'm reaching out to Kev, sure. I have some uh-huh. questions to
0: Kev. Definitely.
1: Kevin Span and have him answer that. I think that would be awesome. And I'm gonna put him on the spot by with this podcast.
0: All right. All right, cool. <laughs> well, I'm gonna wrap it up because I, I just looked at the, the clock and we've been doing this for like an hour. Where's
1: oh man, back? that's because my fault. I keep talking. My bad.
0: Nah, nah, man. I love I could talk to you all day, bro. I really can. I can really talk to you all day. And I and I appreciate you. um the humbleness that you come with, the just the information that you're you're always willing to give to people, you can feel that it's coming from a great space, and that's why I definitely connected with you. This may not be our last podcast together. I would love to do this like quarterly if we could, just to keep you yeah. abreast of everything. And I would yeah, love man. that,
1: man. And and I thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Uh, I got a lot of respect for you. I respect what you do and how you do it. Appreciate and, it. And um, yeah, it was a pleasure chopping it up with you, man.
0: Pleasure shopping up with you too, bro. Thanks for being on the first podcast. We didn't name it yet. I'm going to name it soon. I'm thinking of just keeping okay. it free game. You know, just giving free game out. I think that's what we're going to name I like it. that.
1: That yeah. that's you can run with that.
0: I think that's where it's free
1: going. Free game bro. with Sean Waller.
0: I think that's where it's going, bro.
1: I appreciate right. you, Lou.
0: Thank you, man. Peace.
1: Later. Later. Bye.